Let's so, say, for example, I had to call you, ask you a question. It's, it's not a problem. I ain't calling you for shit. No, well. <laughs> what the, what the, no, just like how you said. Hey, I believe in my networks, man. You said introduce. <laughs> you said introduce the ex to the current for what? You just y'all, friend, y'all, friend, y'all friends. So. No, fuck that. We not friends. Welcome to episode six of the Cup Check Podcast, this is where buddies get together to discuss sports, relationships, culture, current events, everything in between. Nothing is off limits. We've been friends for over 20 years, but rarely agree on anything. So with no further ado, let's get this thing going. What's up, fellas? What's up? We got, uh, obviously, I'm Rob. We got JT. Hey. We got Roy. We got What's Doris. Up? Yo. Every other Doris is here today. Welcome, welcome, brother. Hey, man, it's good to be back, man. Uh, today, we'll be sharing the same mic, me and... Romeo. Yeah, I don't think people care. I don't think people need to know yeah, that. I don't think oh, they okay. care to know that. Oh, okay. We definitely got to get a picture of yeah, y'all sharing okay. the mic, though. We want to see cute. you two leaning in at the same time. It's real cute. Shoulder to shoulder. Hey, man. You know, we used to uh, sing back in the day, R&B, man. Oh, y'all was. What was y'all, Rough Ends? <laughs> oh, triple, triple Platinum, man. <laughs> triple platinum. Look us up. Look us up. Triple Platinum. <laughs> we, got a, we got a catalog. <laughs> Spotify. What's oh, shit. Spotify. Oh, man, All right. Man. We'll talk about Spotify. Uh, what's in y'all cups today, man? You know, I'm still still doing the, the sober thing, man. So, I got water and lemonade. What y'all got, man? We on that James Brown today? <laughs> <laughs> what is the James Brown? Uh, we got a little henny mixed with a little uh, pineapple. Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't have anything. I didn't bring a cup today. I just have a bottle. Yeah, he's just w- looking at the Hennessy bottle. Yeah, it's right in front of me. I'm not drinking today. Shocking. I have non-alcoholic hazy IPA. That's different. How is it, by the way? It's crap. <laughs> Missed the. Uh... It looks like camel piss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, welcome to sober life. All right, man. Um, so last episode we talked a lot about mental health, and yet again here we are, another episode, and we're gonna kick it off with. The same thing. So uh, last week, Chelsea Christ, hopefully I didn't mess her name up. Uh, she was 2019 Miss USA. She committed suicide last week at the age of 30, right? And falling from a high rise. Her mom said that she hit her depression and things like that. Um, so this comes right off the back of us talking about Regina King's son um, and his mental health in general and young women and men. Uh, and this we're seeing this, you know, play out in the news and it's just, it's, it's sad, man, and, you know, like we talked about last time, it's just, it goes back to us just not being equipped to handle and deal with mental health the way that we probably should, the way that people need. Um, but, yeah, I'm, what were y'all thinking when y'all heard the news? I was stunned um, when I initially saw the news because you look at a, a person like her and you're like, man, she has the total package. She's got brains, beauty, um, the sky's the limit for a person like that, and and you see them, uh, unfortunately, uh, take their own life. And you're like, man, nobody's exempt from mental health. Like, it impacts us all, regardless to your race, your socioeconomic status, your gender. Everybody um, is susceptible to mental health issues. And it's just an unfortunate reminder of that. Yeah, I, I would agree, man. I was definitely shocked. I'm, I'm like, looking at it. You know, of course, the, the story came out not too long ago. 
um, looking at the video of the actual high rise that she lived in and then where she landed. Um, you know, she was a 2019 Miss USA, 30 year old lawyer, jumped from her 60 story building. She, they said she jumped from the 29th floor around 7.15 a.m. On that day, it says she posted to her Instagram, may this day bring you rest and peace. Um, but shortly before she jumped. Um, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot lately with people I know. You know, just I think she lived on the sixth floor or ninth floor or something like that. Um, to just be that that down, man, like to where you're like, I'm going to take the elevator 20 floors, 20 stories up. And I'm just going to do this, you know, and then when you're up there, you have to will yourself to do right. it. Right. And then when you're freaking on your way down, it's no stopping it. It's like this is just what it is like. That's the sad part, man. Just trying to imagine what was really going on in her head and, you know, to make you want to take it that far. There's a lot of, uh, someone sent me something the other day. There's a lot of fun, the high functioning people that have depression, right? right? And you just never know, like they just depressed, but they, you just never know. Cause they got it all. Like Cliff said, you know, beauty, brains and career, whatever, you know, money, whatever. None of that stuff really matters when they have something mentally wrong with them. Yeah, funk, like that's funny. That's when you said something about functional depressants, because I'm like, it's the same thing as functional alcoholics to me. It's a different thing, but you can right. obviously somebody can drink every day, all day, be functionally fine, and you will never know until all of a sudden they just die, right? Heart failure, you know, lung, liver failure, whatever the case may be. Same thing with this. Like you said, like people live like this all the time, and you just never know. And then even when you do check in on somebody, them that have to will themselves to be transparent and knowing that okay. I'm not worried about being judged is really going on with me since you asked me yeah. and not worried about, you know, how public, how public is going to consume it. Just, I have to get this out. That probably, she's, she's probably had nobody to talk to this whole time about these things. And again, we're left wondering what, what was the thought process? What did you think? The letter was, she left a letter, but it was very like vague. Didn't say much about her, her thoughts. Uh, that IG post she mentioned was powerful, super powerful. You think about it, looking back at it, like, Oh, rest in, made his day rest in peace. What is that? Is that a metaphor for, I mean, well, and then what happens, you know? So it just goes back to something we mentioned last week, just ensuring that you're trying, you're doing your part of checking on the people you love and care about, um, wishing everyone, you know, their successes and things like that, just being there for people that you really truly value in your life. It's extremely important, especially nowadays, because as you can see, it don't matter what level you at, it all affects us all in all different ways. And you just never know until you know. And then most of the time it's unfortunately too late. Yeah. But but then uh, on what you just said. Right. So how do how does that make the people close to her feel, you know, that that she didn't feel comfortable expressing her true self and what she was going through to them? I mean, people yeah. gonna don't people her family who have friends, whatever, got to live with that forever. Yeah. Like she struggled in private. She didn't feel like she can come talk to me. Yeah. You wonder about those times that, oh, that one time I didn't answer the phone when she called me or. I didn't respond back to the text, or I could have asked more questions when she said this and that. You you left with what if, what if, what if, and it's just one of those things that I look at it like is that that's not the right way you want to live about you know thinking about what you could have done right or do wrong or thing or whatever the case may be. But you can't help it; it just happens. Like especially when something sudden sudden happens like this, you're like, well, did did I did I really know something? Did I not pay attention to the flags or to something? The flags, the right on the wall, whatever the case may be, red flags, whatever you want to call it. Like it's. It's crazy. Like, Sometimes the people who seem to be living their best life are suffering the most inside, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, like you said, 
you know, it, you have to have those people that check on you and all that kind of stuff. But I also feel like we as people have to be okay with being vulnerable. You know what I mean? And I think that's where there's like a barrier, right? So right. even if she did maybe possibly have, or even anybody, like you have the people that come to you and check on you that really want to see, you know, how you're doing, what's going on. Are you vulnerable enough to say, I'm, I'm bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing well right now. I'm thinking about this and I'm doing this. Like it's, it's a two way street. You know, you mm -hmm. have to have those people that you feel comfortable being vulnerable with, but you have to be okay with being vulnerable, you know, and <clears throat> especially in, you know, the society we live in today where people want to be, you know, making their life look glamorous on Instagram and everything else. Nobody wants to say that they're struggling. And I feel like that's the start, you know, and there's, there's like all these statistics that go, um, there's a letter that published in 2021 that found between like 2014 and 2019 uh, suicide rates among young black people increased by 30%, right? Wow. Um, and then there's another one that's, uh, they talked about, I guess, you know, suicide and death rates, uh, especially among black girls went up between, in the past, like almost two decades, like 20, 2001 to 2017, 182%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's, you know, granted, I mean, obviously stats can be maneuver how you want, but regardless, you know, it's happening on a larger scale. And I think a lot of, obviously, you know, the social media stuff have to do with it too, but just people feeling like they can't be vulnerable. Uh, you know, we gotta be strong and we gotta be, you know, constantly doing our best and feeling our best and all that. Um, and then my other question too was, what do y'all think do you guys think that the pandemic had an effect on a lot of the stuff that we're seeing lately too, mm. with people being isolated? Oh yeah, 100%. I, I saw a st similar statistic uh, about the pandemic's impact on teenagers. Um, and they were feeling all, teenagers were apparently feeling all this social isolation uh, due to being cooped up inside, online learning, uh, not being able to thrive in those um, social circles that they were used to. And um, for lack of a better term, they got like cabin fever. And, right. and um, you know, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate, man. I, going back to something that Rob brought up about uh, the emergence of black people committing suicide. And like historically speaking, Mental health is something that we don't talk about enough as a people. Yeah. Um, the, the running joke was, oh, that's white people problems, right? That's mental health, that's something that white people, we don't have time to have to deal with mental health, right? right? right. Uh, we got other stuff going on. We got to watch our backs from the cops and everybody else and you know, uh, trying to put food on the table. And so we don't have the time to uh, deal with these mental health issues, but it's it's not a black or white thing. It's a human thing, right? So, it's, it, we just gotta come to terms with that. It's it's a, it's a human thing. And it impacts everybody. I definitely agree, though. The pandemic has um, and it continues to have its effects on people um, in all aspects, right? So mentally, I mean, we're still with dealing with mandates. You're still dealing with uh, health and safety protocols everywhere you go that has impacted the way people would normally live their lives. Um, and when I was having a conversation the other day with someone, it's not like the virus is going away ever. So it's not like one day the government or whoever's putting all this stuff in place is just gonna be like, oh, okay, you guys can go back to normal. No, they, we've, they've already trained you for the last couple of years to live like this. So they're gonna slowly start giving you your freedoms back, um, some of them, but it's never gonna be the same. 
just like gas prices, for example. They know you guys who drive gas cars um, are going to pay four or five, six dollars a gallon because you got to get back and forth where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Like so, how you say, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you guys. <laughs> you, you people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So why would they go back to two, three dollars a gallon? For what? They know you're going to pay four dollars a gallon. Because you have no choice. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. And like you said, man, like, like Cliff said, humans, I mean, students, whatever, we're built to be. We're, we're human. We're, we're built to be social creatures, right? So it's only so much virtual stuff, you know, that you can do before you start tuning out. You know, everything's virtual now, Zoom and, you know, whatever else you're using for video or whatever. S- students, man, they, the whole interaction with high school is to make friends, to make memories, all that other stuff. And you sitting at home in front of the computer, you miss all that. I, I couldn't imagine being these kids nowadays and I had to do high school at home. You know, what about the proms and the dances and the, all the fun stuff we did when we was in freaking high school? You take that whole experience away from them. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, and then with the whole social media and everybody, uh, you know, how people perceive each other and all that kind of stuff, there comes a whole other side of that uh, where, you know, we talked about cancel culture and mm-hmm. all that stuff before. Uh, do y'all listen to Joe Rogan or do y'all kind of follow him at all? or listen? I know to that podcast? guy is. <laughs> so, uh, he's been in the news lately. It started with him supposedly spreading false information about vaccines, right? Which was, really wasn't false. I mean, he brings people on his show. They talk about stuff, and he has conversations with them. Like, he has, he has people that are pro-vaccine. He has people that are against it. Uh, but he had this dude, Jordan Peterson, who's, who's a little wild. And then he had this dude, Robert Malone, who's one of the founders of the M- mRNA technology, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's an infectious disease specialist. Um, and he's been getting silenced by his own like peers and people because he's been speaking out against it. So it started there. And so that's why that the Neil Young, who I, I don't, I don't know, forgive me if, if y'all are Neil Young fans out there. I know. I, yeah. I don't know. But he, he wanted to pull his music from Spotify since Joe Rogan is on Spotify. Um, and it started with that. He said he's spreading, you know, these false things. So felt like that didn't really work. Nobody <laughs> really cared. Um, and then now this thing came out that he used the N-word 24 times in previous podcasts, right? So somebody came and put a video together of all 24 of them mashed up in like one video uh, the times that he used it. Uh, and I, I really wasn't paying attention to it. And then I saw his like, like apology. You know, everybody has to come out with this like, I was wrong and I, and he came Optics. and put this whole video out. And um, yeah, I mean, he owned it, but what, what do y'all think about a white man in general or, or or, you know, Joe Rogan in particular, using the N-word and feeling like there is a context. Because that's what he mentioned in his, uh, his response, was talking about context. But, like, is, is there a context ever that you should be using the N-word if you're white? If you're any other race other than black, like, is it okay to use the N-word? No, that's the way I feel. In any context? No context. Yeah, like, what context is it okay? There's no, con- no context that makes it okay. But... Yeah, and this is a debatable topic, right? Because mm-hmm. I was listening to, you know, and this is on topic but off topic. I was listening to some rap music the other yesterday, yesterday, and I'm hearing uh, Puerto Rican rappers, nigga this, nigga that, yeah, nigga, yeah. nigga, nigga, my niggas this, my mic. What the what the Fat fuck? I've been using it for forever. Oh, yeah, forever. Every time he says, I'm like, what? Yeah, but it's but nobody checks them, yeah. so they think that shit is okay. So you can't check the white man for doing it if you're not going to check the Puerto Rican man for doing it. 
they not black. Right. So it has to go, it has to be equal. You know, to me, it's no, I don't think anybody but a black person should be able to say it. But Fat Joe got a lot of black, I mean, you just used his name. He got a lot of black friends, a lot of black rappers that he'd be around. I guarantee none of them dudes say, hey, Joe, you can't say that. Right. Clearly nobody he's recognized as one of one of us. He's not though. I, oh, I if know. you don't if you don't have his skin color or you are the struggles, man, I mean we all have our own struggles. Right. But you're not black, dude. But they I, let Takashi, the, the other yeah. dude, say it all the time too. It's one, not okay, the, man. The, it's not. The one common thing that I'll say about that is the fact that they're minorities, and I think people sometimes loop that inward into a minority group base. So as long as you're not white, which is right. considered the superior quote unquote race, it's okay for you to say it if you're using it in a context where I understand it. Which in other words, if you, me and you having a conversation or I put it in a rap song. Not cool though. Right. Like, right? Right. Like, Cause it's a turn of endearment. It's like me saying, boy, bro, homie, da 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 da. That's how, that's how it's viewed. But until us as as black people start checking like I, i've been in situations where i've been and this is personal i could talk speak about it i've been around dudes who are hispanic latino mexican whatever they whatever they identify as right who say nigga, nigga mm -hmm. i'm like hold on bro, hold on man hold on nah not in front of me you right. might have some i'm the same way you might have some black friends that like, mm -hmm. like let, let you say that shit, but not me man right. like i don't know you like that and even if i did know you like that i'm not cool with that like right. it's not cool it, it's offensive to me but I don't let it affect me because we say that to each other all the time, but that's like our way of getting like, so people, that's another topic. People be like, oh, you guys say it to each other. Yeah, that's our way of getting over it, you know, yeah, in a sense. Take the power away Take the power the away from it by mm -hmm. us using it, you know, and it's not so offensive when we say it to each other. That's how we get over the use of the word. That doesn't give you the right to say it. You know, you guys used, I mean, that word was used against us in a negative way for hundreds of years. And still used to this day. Yeah. So this it's not like oh oh yeah you know you well you guys said yeah we can. So you're saying you use that you 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 say using that word as far as us speaking to each other as a black person. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's okay to say because we're taking in a sense taking that power back from the negativity flipping to a positive thing as okay you know what maybe you know we're known to have been called this as a negative tone. The meaning of the word is negative as well. But uh, us as black people saying it, it's okay to say it because it's almost like a power thing. Like we're taking it back as our word. So we're using flipping the script on it. Yeah, so to speak. I, I kind of look at it like that okay. in a sense, I right? I mean, you know, for example, us as African-Americans, we don't have our own language. You know, not African-Americans. You know, you go out the country, they have their own language, right? You know, so for example, here in the United States, we don't have something that we can just, we can flip from English to something else and start saying something to each other, you know, that nobody else understands. But there's a, you know, there's a talk of, of like how there's no other word in the English language like that, right? There there's no other word that only one specific group of people can use and nobody else can use, right? And, and so that was like one of Joe Rogan's arguments, and he, he said that in his, uh, his little response. And, and yeah, I'm, I feel that, but no, dude. <laughs> like, no, you, you still no. can't use it. And, and, and like, at the end of the day, yeah, there, there's also, black people are also the only people to, to have dealt with the type of, treatment in this country mm -hmm. you know I, I mean granted everybody you know minorities in general have, have had their own share but that doesn't compare you know what I'm saying and, and it and like you said that the word itself we could debate on whether anybody should use the word you know what I mean but I but I feel you know JT I feel what you talk what you're saying too that you know it take, kind of takes the power away but nobody else should use it and I know people who use it 
who shouldn't be using it. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I don't care how many black people you've been around. I don't care how long you've known this person or whatever. You're in a family of black people. No. Just no. So here's a, here's, here's a, here's a question, interesting question you say that. And this was kind of mentioned uh, as well before. Do we have a problem with someone like Quentin Tarantino saying that or in his movies? We watch this movie. I'm a fan of him. I think he's a great director. I think he's you know, phenomenal. But he's been known for years to use it, use it freely and has never apologized publicly about using the word, we don't chastise him the same way. Or maybe not to this extent. Like, we're not pulling his movies off of Netflix or whatever streaming platform. So I'm curious, like, thoughts that, it's the same thing, it's the same thing. Like, we're, he's making money off of using the word, he's using the word, context, whatever the case may be, but we a don't say nothing about that. He uses so, a lot. So yeah. we talking about he's using it in his movies where is he acting? Yeah, he's acting. So that's that's different. So he's reading. So it was placed in the script. Well, the by script a that he wrote. Yeah, script yeah. that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, he wrote himself so, into that. Yeah, but see the other. But so that's like saying you go any of these slavery movies. Right. You know, let's any one of them. What's the last one? Uh, that uh, Django. Yeah. You know when uh, DiCaprio was saying it over and over and over. But again. he publicly but said it, he had an issue. He had a problem doing. He, was he ain't got no. He, guy. he ain't got no said. damn hey, problem saying. He, he played that part real well, yeah, boy. He's a phenomenal he played, actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played that. 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 But he did, he did say he had an issue. He, he was hard for him to get into that character for that role because well, he, he played he it real well. Oh, I couldn't yeah. tell. He's a great actor. Ultimately, the point comes down to like using the word and how it's being used. Whether it's like I guess in the movie, to your point, it's like all right, it's acting. It's a script. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Joe Rogan's is like meant for. It's his, it's his truth. It's his truth. He's speaking his truth in that moment because it's his show, and he knows he's 56 years old. You can't tell me you were not aware of that word <laughs> not being used. And it's, I didn't think it was right until now. I know what? now. No, it's affecting your pockets. Your show is getting pulled from multiple platforms, and now let's say face it's optics. Mm, did they pull any shows? Oh, yeah, they pulled, they pulled the ones that they pulled I guess the he used yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But. People were, t- you know, like you, like I think we said earlier, artists were t- t- taking their music off of there, and then they were just naming certain artists, and I'm like, who, who, uh, who, <laughs> like, like what? Oh, okay, well, whatever. But uh, on a on a different topic, what's her name? Whoopi. Whoopi says something, yeah. and this is this isn't the N word, yeah. but this is something else regarding another race, mm-hmm. and she got suspended for two weeks. Right. You know. That's I mean, and you just talking about pulling a few of his, a few of this man's shows. Mm-hmm. It's not equal, man. It's still it's not equal. That's I understand a, that's a he white is, show. Yeah. I understand he signed a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify in twenty twenty. I get that, uh, Joe Rogan. But still, make it equal. Yeah. You know, he's still getting paid. You know, Whoopi suspended two weeks with probably without pay. Everything that we say and do as a people, it's always a trend, right? Um, and use of the N-word has become trendy. It's become mainstream. It's become profitable to record executives, um, TV folks, movie folks in the entertainment industry. And so right now, it's, uh, it's the next, well, it's, it's the newest shiny toy that they want to use, right? And uh, some things are just off limits. And why would you want to say that word? Why, why do people of other cultures find this need and this uh, desire to say that word? Why do you want to say it? I mean, they think that rappers give them permission to say it, right? You know, right. they think that 
movies give them the right to say it just because, I mean, we're kind of inundated with these images and music and, and television and, and, and movies. No, it doesn't give you the right to say it uh, because, like I think Rob said, when black people were being lynched, the N-word was the last thing they heard before they, they left this earth, you know? <clears throat> when black people were thrown off of ships during the transatlantic slave trade, the N-word was the last thing that they heard before they was tossed into the ocean, right? And yeah, we've, we've kind of flipped that word and now we use it as a term of endearment in most contexts. In some contexts, even as black people, we use it as a derogatory, <laughs> you right, know? Right. So, I mean, but it's, I mean, it's our work. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, during slavery, we were given pig guts, right? Mm -hmm. I know Rob's a vegan. <laughs> but we've given the, the worst of the worst, we've given slop, and then we turned the pig guts into chitlins, right? And now it's a southern delicacy, and it's sold for a high price, right? We took something bad, something disgusting, and made something... Um, yeah. Monetize it. Exactly. You monetize the N-word in songs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the crazy part about all this is it's going to go away. And no one's going right. to care. Right. And Rogan's going to keep making his money and keep doing what he's doing. Because nobody, we have a very short attention span in this country. Um, like, we could pull up lists and lists of people, right? So Madonna said the N-word. Gwyneth Paltrow. Charlie mm -hmm. Sheen. Paris Hilton. Tim Allen. Home Improvement guy, Tim Allen said it. Uh, right. Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? But, like, where did, none of them, it didn't affect their careers. You know what I mean? On a side note, do you guys know that Tim Allen, the Home Improvement guy, went to federal prison for, like, coke trafficking? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we did oh, not wow. know that's that. An, nah. That's another note. Nah. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. It's true. Really? Yeah. But, like, we couldn't do that, you know. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, on another on another note though, right? So that's not the only word. I mean, I know he said that's the only word out there where people can't say it. But if you look at the LGBTQ yes. plus community, they got a couple words you can't say. Right. Without having to apologize. True. Issue, True. you know, yeah, they have their words, now. right? Yeah, it's like that yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Without without one of them in that community being offended. Yeah, I understand the N-word's been around a lot longer, um, but still, I think almost, well, not almost, I, I, that's only only African-Americans or black people, and um, the LGBTQ plus community have their words that you can't say without someone being offended. Yeah, and I feel like the punishment is even worse. <laughs> Way worse. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're done. You're done period. forever. <laughs> you know, you say the N-word, you get an apology, Oh, you know, he, you know, he, he wasn't, he, he was ignorant. Da, 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 da. Well, that's the yeah, term. Yeah, that's the word. Gruden. meaning. John, yeah. well, I didn't know I could, could right. use it. I had no idea. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so speaking about inequalities, um, we're going to move on to the NFL, right? So Brian Flores uh, was, I believe, was he, he was a head coach, right? Of Dolphins. Yep. Got let go after, after a, a pretty damn good season. Uh, you know, with, with, with the franchise. So he's interviewing for position with the Giants, mm -hmm. right? right? And Bill Belichick 
sends him a text message, sends it to the wrong Brian, and says, hey, congrats, I heard you got the job, da 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 Like two or three days before he goes in, he finally realizes he's talking to the wrong Brian. Oh, man, I screwed up. Uh, you know, I think they're going with, with, with Dabble. So then he has to go into this interview with the Giants and right. actually sit there and act like he doesn't know that they already gave the job to someone else, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, so, you know, all the discussion has been coming about the Rooney Rule. And, you know, and I believe it was helped in state, being instated by Johnny Cochran when he was around, right? Um, right. So, anyways, these teams, it's, we know that NFL is a white league as far as the owners are concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no black owners uh, or any minorities to, to, there's to one. be exact. There's well, one minority. One, one, one minority, yeah. yeah. Um, but there, you know, over, over three decades, there was a study done over three decades um, and, over, and like over a thousand coaches it found that black coaches were 114% less likely to be promoted to coordinator positions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then when the rule was instated, the Rooney rule was instated in 2003, at the time there were three black coaches in the league. 20 years later, you know how many there are right now? One. One. So what is the Rooney rule doing and uh, why? You know what I mean? It's just something they it's put on check paper. Box. Yeah, something yeah. they put on paper to say that they did something. Yeah, and so they're bringing them in for these, basically these fake-ass interviews just to save face and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we interviewed minorities, you know, but we already had, you know, they already, there's, there's no way for anybody to say, oh, no, no, they, they, they interviewed everybody and they gave everyone a fair shot. They're going to say that they did, but right. we know that ain't true, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so it's, you know, it, he's, he's now bringing a lawsuit against the NFL and, you know, his career is probably over as far as coaching the NFL is concerned, but he's bringing to light a lot of stuff. Um, that I think is, is going to be helpful for, for future coaches, and especially minority mm-hmm. coaches. Crazy, man. I mean, I, I'm glad that he – well, I don't say glad, but like you said, his career, his coaching career is probably over, right? And we've seen, um, you know, he's taking a stand. You know, there's one out of the – I think it was nine vacancies, you know, at the end of this past season, and six of them in our, have already been filled by white guys. Yep. Um, so, you know, reading that story about how yeah, he got the text message, he had to sit through the interview, make a scene, and already knowing that they picked another guy named Brian, um, that, that sucks, man. They got this rule on paper just to say that they did something. Um, but it's not helping. No. You know, you got a league that's 80% black, like the players, 80, like at least 80% black or something right. like that. Uh, and really good, like, offensive coordinators who are out there, you know, enemy and, you know, some other guys – that don't even get a shot compared to the other coordinators who are getting these head coaching jobs. Like when they keep announcing the coaches of these new these, of these teams, I'm like, who? Right. Who was this guy? Like, what? What did he do? Right. It, it just don't make no sense, man. You know. But you know, for example, Kansas City. Like I said, I mentioned Bienemy, uh, Eric Bienemy. Uh, they just got what? No, they were they in the AFC champion. They're, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, they were in the champion. They the championship game for their uh, division. Coordinator was great. Black dude. Yeah, I don't even think he interviewed for a head coaching job yet, and that's just terrible. You know, to get the team that far and not even get a shot. Like yearly he does that. Yeah, yearly, <laughs> yearly. Kansas City has been great for in the last five years, I would say. And I know that's Cliff's team. Hey, say that again? No, no. <laughs> no I'm giving you – I'll give them their flowers. They Relax. Good. They on the couch with us. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they in Cancun somewhere. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah, it's the, it's, and so there was like this group of coaches uh, that get together and, and talk – you know, it's all, all black coaches, and they have, like, a therapist, essentially. And they talk about, you know, what's going on. And then they, they refer to other black coaches when they get interviewed, and then they find out, oh, you were the Rooney. That's, right. what they, that's, what they, that's how that's they refer the to each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
gonna try to be brief is about this. Like, okay, for one, Brian Flores is a a really really good coach. Like, like what he's done with that team. And if anybody watches football, you know what I mean when I say when he's done with that team. Like, that's coaching. The players buy into what he's doing and his message and all that stuff. So for him to literally, like you guys said, he's he's risking his career. He is equivalent to different circumstances, but they've been trying to compare it similar to, to Kaepernick, right? About, you know, basically, you're, you're going to the forefront. I'm going to say this, this, and that. This is what it is. I'm risking it all. I personally think Belichick did it on purpose, accidentally on purpose. Like, you know, like it's, just, it's just one of those things I feel like he might have felt like, all right, you know what? Flores is my – well, Flores is his guy. Both, both of the guys, Flores and Dable, were on his coaching staff, so – um, but he really believes in, in Flores. So it's almost one of those things I felt like he might have did it on accident, but then at the same time, look at it, it's like, you know what? I did a good thing. I brought it to light. Now, one thing I don't like is the fact that Hugh Jackson is yapping. Have you heard how much he said and then re- reneged on it? Like, well, I didn't say I got paid for losses. I was just saying I didn't believe in the plan that they were giving us. Like, wait, no, you, got, you took that money. It's like, dude, shut up. You're messing us up. Right. You're messing up the church's money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dang. But, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's one of those things, like I said, NFL, it's, it's, it's always going to be one of those situations until we get more minorities in ownership uh, yeah. to begin with. And, like, the Denver Broncos, they're up for sale right now. They're supposed to be going for the highest amount ever, $4 billion. Yeah, I saw, I saw something. There's where a Denver investor that's a billionaire out there that's looking into to buying it. I know he's one of the people um, sources close to me tell. You're talking about the black guy, right? Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw <laughs> right. the picture of him online. They said he was interested in, in right. the team. And with all this going on right now, this may be the prime time for somebody to step in and, and do it because well, they, may, they may be a little more lenient, like just to save face, yeah, let's let them, let's let them do it. But even when Diddy was trying to buy the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. I know, he, I know they, they didn't have enough capital, yeah. you know, right. but still, like, come on, he could have he went and got some more people. For sure. If he wanted to, to, and came up with the capital mm-hmm. instead of just getting shut down, it's always going to be one of those things. I think I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, as no. far as how they treat those things until they actually look at the Rooney Rule itself. And if you're going to keep it, these interviews need to be taped and mm-hmm. and sent in as proof that you actually interviewed, you asked the same questions you asked all the other candidates because we have no proof what's being talked about in that room. Right. No, you don't. And then I know it's violations on privacy laws and things of that sort, but at the same time, that's the only way you're going to know what's truly going on in those rooms uh, as far as um, the interviews and whether or not they're really truly upholding the Rooney Rule, which is stupid to begin with. I hate the fact. Yeah. I know why it's there. We need it because if it wasn't, people wouldn't do it. But at the same time, they're, they're not even – they're abusing it. It's just a checkbox, yeah. which makes it worse to me. I feel like a lot of people in society undermine the role that representation plays and, like, having a seat at the table plays. Like, not just – symbolically but like psychologically you know mm-hmm. um if you're the head coach all of the i mean not to say that you're just going to eradicate all of the racism in the locker room that exists in a lot of pro football teams and just pro sport teams in general but i think people are going to think twice before they create a toxic racist environment in one of those locker rooms when the coach is black yeah. or the, the coach is, is, is a minority, mm-hmm. right? So um, it, it's not that we, we're trying to get a handout or anything. When you see, we don't even have anything close to proportional representation in coaching in the NFL when the, when the league is 60, 70% black. 
and we've got one black coach of 32 teams. And mind you, what's funny about Tom, Tom is a great coach, but he's really had no reason to be fired. He's never had a losing season. So think about that pressure of people. If, and I wonder, it makes me think sometimes, are, is, are all the owners like holding everybody to, to his, his level of like success? That's not fair, if right. it is, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, wait, this makes zero sense why this is occurring, but like, you know. Expect you to win the chip right away. Right. I just don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. It starts Agreed. from the top. Yeah. It starts from the top, like ownership. You know what I mean? But like Goodell it, can't do he, – he works for the owner, so he, can only, right. he, he, can't, he can't really do what Adam Silver could do or has done. Like, that's how they run their commissioner, commission, commissionership, commissionerships. Is that what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Look at this guy. No, nah, it was terrible. Yeah, no, but it was terrible. Doris uh, don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, no, he's shaking his head like, yeah, that's right. Like, no, that was horrible. That's, um, the, that's the Henny nodding right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just – he's limited in what he could do even if he wanted to, right? So it, it's just not changing. It is what it is, right? But there's, there's so many great candidates that, to this point, it's just weird and wild why they have never, they don't get true opportunities. It's like always a disciple of somebody else's tree. Like right now, the big tree right now is McVay. All his yeah. coaches are getting opportunities and getting jobs with no experience, zero experience. Right. I've only been a coordinator. Okay, come, come lead my team to a championship. What? Right. <laughs> hey, man, that's the league. That is the league. All right, um, so moving on, we got our uh, nurse love segment coming. But before we get there, I got a statement that I heard uh, recently. I want y'all to take on it, all right? Staying friends with your exes is okay. True or false? Do you agree or disagree? Oh, man. Uh, who want to who kick this off? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. Okay. So I personally think it's okay. Oh, you crazy. Well, look, <laughs> I am crazy. Yeah, we know. But I look at it from the standpoint, not, okay, on, on a record, not every ex is capable of being friends with. It's just not. It's just not good. It can be, I get the situation, depending on how you guys broke up, all those things, yada, yada. But I say it's okay, in, in my opinion, because if you're, if you're transparent and you're being upfront, and you tell your, your current, hey, this is, in, they introduced, they met each other, they cool, why not? They got to understand it, it's cool. There's no chance, you convince your, 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 your partner that there's no chance of reconciliation. Now, it ain't on me for my partner to believe me or not, right? But I think I'm pretty damn good of no chance of that happening because I have, I have friends with my exes and it's never been an issue. I know where the line is drawn, but I know that I'm not the norm. I'm the outlier. All right, all right, all right. You, you're talking too much. What's the point? Like, what's My the point? My point is no, it's no, no. okay. No, no. What is the point of staying friends with them? Why not? Why? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. What, what is the point? Like, you, okay, regardless. You split up. You're alluding to something's going to happen. That's no, why. no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm saying, saying it's not. When you split up from somebody, yeah. you split up. Like, cut the shit all the way off. You know, I don't need to talk. I mean, we could be cordial. Hey, hi, you know, if I see you. But besides that, I'm not gonna call, consider you a friend. No, we ain't hanging out every nah, day. Nah, we nah. Ain't, you know, so what I'm not consider a friend. I'm not so considering you a friend. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like we're, cool. we're, we're we're cordial. Like if we if you had to like let's so, say for example, I had to call you, ask you a question. It's it's not a problem. I ain't calling you for shit. Oh well. <laughs> no, just like how you said. Hey, I believe my networks, man. You said introduce. <laughs> you said introduce the ex to the current for what? Because y'all y'all friends. Y'all friends. So we not friends. We cordial. We'll see. Well, okay. You see, you're okay. You're saying friends as in like. 
we're tight, we're close. You said it. Well, okay, look, well, I'm saying. Well, well let's just say, so we'll, we'll use friends yeah. in, in the context that you use, which is if I send a text or, or, or make a call to my ex, it's not a problem with my current what are you calling situation. For? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. What if it's a happy right. birthday? What if it's a happy yeah. birthday? Oh, no, I'm okay. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you no, better no, not okay. be wishing no, no happy birthday. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not doing no so, happy so birthday. At what, so at what level is it okay to have that conversation? Because, see, I, I, yeah. I was with you. Right. You know what I mean? In, mm-hmm. in previous life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through a lot of changes. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, before I would say, yeah, it's fine. But I know myself now better than I did before. Right. And I'm, I'm more on lines with JC, like, hell no. Like, that, I, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in any position where I could potentially right. fuck up. You know what I mean? I can see that. So but like, see, I'm not fucking up because it's not my recent ex. This is just ex. But no, nah, but we're not talking <laughs> about. exes are exes. We're not talking about fucking up like you go back and do nah, some dumb just shit. Say, just, I'm just talking about, yeah, you, you better not send a, period. no happy birthday text, no, none of that. Man, if you don't get to a guy. No, I got a co-sign to Robin. JT. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm by myself. No, nah, you definitely by yeah, yourself. You by yourself, man. <laughs> no, because I mean, you got to do it. Like everybody's situation is different, first exactly. and foremost. But you have to do like a cost-benefit analysis, <laughs> and you're like, okay, like, oh, we what, in school. Yeah, what is like holding on to this situation over here? What is that? Is that benefiting me? Is that, or, or can only bad things happen? No one's holding on to anything. This is strictly a platonic <laughs> relationship, platonic friendship. Okay. Yeah, you guys yeah. are saying, like, what about this? His, it's like you bring up his. There's no, like, no, all right, we're so past what, all so, that. So, Ten years. So if you are example, okay with it, that means yeah. you're okay with your significant other doing the same. Yeah, I'm actually okay with it. I'm actually okay with it. What I say that is because I can't be a double standard. I can't. Right. You right? can't be a hypocrite, man, right? Hey, you one of a kind, you one of a kind. Man. That's what I said. Unicorn, I know. I ain't, no, ain't no regular man. Like, yeah. Unicorn. Okay with his his current uh, again, talking to her ex dude. But again, we're saying talk. When I'm saying talking, we're friends. Saying I'm talking about friends. Cool. I say friends and cool. Right. But it's just a different. They cool. So, so okay, J- so they're cool. So JT, you say you better not ever say a damn word <laughs> to this person again. Like y'all I want you to. cut that shit off completely. Tell like, him I said. Hey, I mean, if you run into the, each other, what's the point? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like you saying like, like oh, zero zero. You don't need to. You don't need. No, they're not going on hangouts. No. If I if I run into you, I could be cordial with you. That's that's it. But I'm not gonna consider. I'm not gonna classify right. us as friends right, or any any of that. Let's take it. Let's take it another step. What about social media? Is it okay to follow an ex? Yeah. What's the difference? I don't follow any of mine. I'm just saying. Like, is that what? What about that part? Is it is okay? I, I treated one in the same. No, I don't. I actually I don't want to see. I don't want. I mean, it's no. a cut off phase. Like right. you need to cut all. No, I, I agree. All communication I'm just, I'm just and so right. I don't want to see your pictures and. I what mean, if it's been ten years? What if it's been years? High She's school. moved on. You Middle moved school. on. That's what I'm talking about. We ain't talking about like we broke up two months ago. And we still, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. But then oh, it, it don't matter how much time goes on. What is the point? I mean, we, you know, I. I no, I I agree because you can. If you see something on social media, and you follow your ex, like you you see something that could trigger you. You know what I'm saying? And why put yourself in that position? Pull it from the root. I'm not getting triggered though. That's the thing. I'm not getting triggered because I have no no attachment to her whatsoever. There's nothing there. That's what I'm saying. That's all these things that come into play. There's like no attachment. There's nothing. Like we cool. And and and, and everybody knows, right? And mind you, you guys got cool before you even got with your current, for example. I'm throwing examples out there. Right. So you guys really have established a, a friendship. Now, 
you're, you're with your significant other. You got married and all of a sudden, oh, hey, by the way, this is, oh, so you guys have, yeah, we have a past. I'm telling you that from day one so that you're aware of it before we even get to the point. We, we're dating right now. You still talk to your ex? Yeah, it's one of my good friends. You got a problem with it? Let me know now. And if you do, we nip it in the butt. But if you don't say nothing, oh, we riding this out. We gonna ride it out. You gotta speak up. For me, it's, it, it's not an act of, uh, you know, hating your ex or anything like that. It's about you like protecting yourself. You know, prote- protecting yourself. Managing from, risk. From, from managing risk. <laughs> it's risk management and protecting yourself from mis- misunderstandings. Go back to communication, which is which I get. I definitely 100 percent agree with you on that. Like if you if you and your significant other aren't aligned, meaning that y'all ain't eye to eye on those things, then no, you don't do it. it. Ain't worth that. Like I'm not risking my relationship to be friends with an ex. No, no one's saying that. What I'm saying is that you're established. You guys have an understanding. Everybody knows who everybody is, and it's like, oh, that person's cool. You know, that's my ex, right? What for real? Hey, that's crazy. And you know, there's a difference. That, between, that's a true stories, right? right. Now. There's right. a difference between cool and friends. Okay, well, I'm saying I, I look at cool and friends like. So you got your own definition. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're saying friend like, <laughs> like, like. No, nigga, you know what a friend is. No, a homie. No, okay, a homie. No, <laughs> I have I have exes that I consider like homies. Not a lot of them. I don't have no exes. A that few I of them from like I'm homies. talking years ago. I'm talking like decades. Like you know, I mean, people from high school, for example. You know what I'm saying? Does that count? We're yeah. 20 years at past that. Does so, that count? You, so you so you got a statute of limitations on your. I'm I'm asking questions here. That's all. Does that count? Yeah, that's not so, recent. So hold on, hold on. So so were your high school relationships real relationships? In some cases, probably. Yeah, you probably looked at it that. Probably. As such, at the time, yeah. Probably is not a real. But answer, why does it man? matter? If no, no. Ex, there's a difference between a real, a real relationship. relationship. Yeah, real relationship. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, not in this context. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't do that. <laughs> because if it's an ex, it's an ex. The ex is ex. Well, it's true, but how many of your high school? I was there in high school. <laughs> how, many of them, how many of the relationships was real? It doesn't matter. Know, it matters. It does not matter. So if you're friends with them, yeah, I don't give a man, no. please. I know. I them. will say this. Full transparency. <laughs> Chill out, JT. <laughs> hey, this is, no, you know what? We debating take, over here. Take my mic away. We debating oh, over here. Nah, come on now. This is a good, hey, man, this is a this, good debate. This some, people, some people can do it, yeah. obviously, but it ain't for me. Like, I, I, I can honestly say, right. for me, I no can't be friends. I, I used to think I could, but mm-hmm. but no, no more. And then obviously, hell no, I'm not gonna allow my wife to be friends right. with ex either. Because and and then we both agree on that. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel like everybody's relationship is different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Some people's relationship, they might be cool with it. If that's what works for you, that's what works for you. But I guess my problem is I just me. don't care enough. <laughs> I don't like I don't like 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 unless there's issues, right? Like y'all got a problem, I'm gonna know if y'all is a problem with y'all friendship. If you want me cool, I'm like all right. Be, be friends, be cool, whatever. I don't care check your because it's not going to affect me one way or another. I want, in fact, obviously, I'm that dude to be like, yo, tell myself what's up right in the background. Go ahead and answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> man, hold on. Check, check See, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm different. This dude, this I'm different. dude better not call while I, man, what the, man, ain't no telling myself what's up. I'm going to be like, the phone. what the? You hear that voice in the background talking about those tacos ready? <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> what you doing in my house? <laughs> Man, I'm not worried about this, but but like honestly, like every relationship is different. Yeah. Your conversations are different. Your understandings are gonna be different, and you can't really worry about how other people are gonna perceive those things either because they're not with you. You're with that person, and as long as y'all cool with it, then fine. Again, 
there's limits. You ain't holding hands and doing all and skipping and jumping <laughs> rope together. No. But if y'all cool, y'all out. It's like, oh, you know, guess who I ran to today? Who? Such and such. Oh, they what happened? How was, oh, they cool. Da, da, da. We grabbed a drink real quick and then we bounced. That was it. That may not go well in most households. Nah, hell no. I understand that. Hell no. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving an example, right? Hell no. But again, this is years. We're talking like 15, 20 years later. You ran to a personal. So really you say this is a high school friend or old college friend or whatever the case it's, may be. It's a communication oh, I, thing. Oh, yeah. I just happened it's to date her. Like, like in each relationship, it's a communication thing. Yeah. If you have that type of open communication and you are cool and comfortable with all that, then, you know, then it works. But hell no. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Don't, yeah. yeah. Hell hey, no. uh, what is, uh, yeah, you, use caution. Use caution. Uh, don't take what we say here. Uh, <laughs> it's not medical advice. At all. <laughs> Relationship advice. Hell no. All right, no. man. End, uh, up, end up in court. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Jay we, Tizzle. We talk, are we talking to me now? Oh, okay, yep. here we go. Anybody want to send me any relationship questions they want these gentlemen to talk about? Send them to me. Here we go. Today, who feels it the most during a breakup, a man or a woman, and why? Again, who feels it the most during a breakup? Feels what? Like the pain right, and sorrow of the breakup? All like all the, the feels? Yeah, who feels it the most during the breakup, a man or a woman, and why? The man. I, I know it's all men here, so go, go ahead, kick it off. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, hey, you know. So, okay, let me let me give a little context, right? During a breakup, man, you and your significant other split. You guys were together five, ten years, whatever. You know, you guys decide to go your separate ways for whatever reason. Say it was a, you know, you guys just knew it wasn't working out. But you still loved and cared for that person, right? You know, but mm -hmm. it's just not going anywhere. Or, you know, you guys mutually agreed to part, part ways. Who feels it the most? Regardless of why you split up. I don't know how to answer that. Because, I mean, you kind of have to know, have the reason of why they broke up, the reason behind it, the backstory. Because, I mean, people feel randomly different. I don't think it's male or female based either because there's, you know, person, I, I don't think personality qualities and characteristics are interdependent from female to male. Like, there's females who have male, quote unquote, tendencies, and there's males who have, quote unquote, female tendencies yeah, when it agree. comes to those things. I agree. Because we we're wired different. Men and women are wired different, right? You know, mm. like for example, they'll say women are more uh, are more emotional than men, right? Because men, we're taught to be tough, so we don't have to. We are taught to not show our emotion. Show emotion, but no. you I mean, still emotion, yeah. still got it. I was gonna yeah. say I'm that's saying, what it is. You still got it, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, but if you're not showing it, does that woman know that you even give a damn? You, you know, so so then, then in a sense, okay, let me answer the question <laughs> that I asked. Who who feels it the most? I'm gonna say. In my opinion, men. And I'm, the reason I'm going to say men is because we're wired not to show emotion, right? So we just, act like, we just act like we don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, the relationship ended. Oh, I'm moving on, whatever. But deep down inside, you hurting. You know, that woman going to show her emotion off the top, you know, mo in most cases. You know, men, we're going to try to hide it in, in front and do yeah, other stuff. I'm looking stuff. for that springboard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You trying to, you trying to, you hey trying fellas, to, I'm back. You trying to bounce, yeah. You trying to bounce back, but in, inside you hurt, and then you gonna end up like, like one of these mm -hmm. these mental health situations mm -hmm. we were just talking about. So my my answer, I'm gonna say men, you know, yeah. because I feel like we try to hide it, you know. So we probably feel it the most during that breakup. I was gonna say men too, just because, like I, like like you said, like we 
we feel stuff, but we can't show it. So then it makes it harder to deal with it when you're just masking it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I've been through breakups, and then you're like, like I said, I'm back. I'm out here. What are we doing tonight? You know what I'm saying? Let's go, let's go do something. And then, but, it's, but at the end of the day, you know, there may be those moments. It depends on the, on the breakup, though. Like you said, like, it's, there's a lot of variables. And some breakups, you may really be, like, down and hurt, and you use the, the club and everything else going out to, to mask it and, and, like, satisfy this, whatever this feeling is. But then there's other times, too, where you're like, cool, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, where yeah. you don't give a shit, where you truly don't give a shit. Yo, I'm talking about a relationship where you actually cared. So y'all yeah. both cared, but we don't know the reason why we broke up. Doesn't or just broke up for whatever reason. It, just, it doesn't matter. It's inconclusive. It's equal to <laughs> I, I don't have yeah. enough information yeah. to answer that question truthfully. I mean, too many variables. I think it's equal because it's you hard to say who's going to feel what. I mean, I stand by that. I mean, I don't know. I know we're, I know we're used to, like yeah, you said. You give your perspective. You yeah. Know, from, I mean, we've all sitting at this table been through breakups. Oh, so, oh you okay. know, so my perspective? You, that's what, that's it what depends it on the why. So, so this is motherfucker. Right. perspective. <laughs> all right, I'll tell you this. Full transparency. There's only been two times where I've actually felt some kind of way. Okay, so. so where I know for a fact that I felt worse than that person. Okay. Twice. So, right. All right. Okay. Other times, I don't give a damn. Right. Because yeah. say, chances are, right. I probably was, has my, I was already had one foot out the door for whatever reason. All right. Right. So, so, okay, let's, let's speak on, on that, right? So, mm-hmm. in those two situations that you actually gave a damn. Yeah. Um, yourself compared to her. Right. Who felt it the most? I felt it more. I felt it more, well, because, because I also assumed a lot of stuff, too, right? You know, it was one of those situations where it's just like, hey, you... Oh, I'm playing with house money. I'm just here, you know, lazy, complacent, da da da. We said this before. It's always something, you know, whatever. But that was, yeah, that was that one time. I, I felt it. I know I felt it more, yeah. or differently. I showed it more. Let me not say. Let me say that I showed it more. Can't say I felt more. I say I showed it more. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Otherwise, psh, all right. I'm out. I think it is all in the why, right? Like, if uh, if one person felt like they were the cause of the of the breakup then they definitely going to internalize mm-hmm. that relationship yep. differently and, and, and feel uh, probably worse than the other person. So, um, and vice versa. So I don't think it's like a man or a woman thing. It's, it's case by case. We agree, Cliff. Lots of variables. Right. Lots of variables. <laughs> yeah, there, there's variables. I, I think it all ties into what you guys said, though, right? As men, you, 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 know, you, you try to be hard and tough and not mm-hmm. really show too much emotion. You know, then when you go through that breakup, you still want to bounce back and just hang with your boys and, you know, act like you all good. But then, you know, as we as I said, we talked about mental health on here, people struggling. You know, you might, you know, I think what a comedian said this before, like, oh, single people are all good when they out. But when they go home, you know, that's when all that, all that, all all that everything hits them like, damn, I'm by myself. Yeah, I'm by myself in this house. I ain't got nobody, you know, blah, 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 blah. So. You know, men, men and women are wired differently, but it, it probably does depend on the situation. But yeah. in a sense, it also depends on, you know, who shows it, you know, if you're able to show, like, how you really feel. That's that vulnerability we were talking about earlier. Right. You know, are you okay with being vulnerable to whoever, to your boys or to mm-hmm. your girls or to your significant other or whatever? Like, you know. Yeah, if you got any comments, if any, any, any men or women Cancel listen. Cancel that, wanna, B, I'll get another. Want to comment their thought on this, man. Be sure to send it to us because, yeah. Instagram, the cup check pod. Um, but, yeah, man, good times, fellas. Good show. Good to have you, Doris. Hey, good yeah, to he, be here, man. He ain't going to be here next time. You already know. So, yep. yeah. Just we'll, celebrate it. We'll you know, get him next month. Big 4-0. 
Happy birthday, dog. Happy birthday. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for showing out. And yeah, man. Good times, from what I recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We got pictures. Oh, yeah. We got pictures. And video. Evidence. And video. Uh, make sure y'all follow us Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, we try to put out an episode every two weeks. What? So make sure, make sure y'all check out our Instagram and, uh, yeah, make sure you follow us, man. See what we're doing. It's free. Check us out. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace out, man. See y'all. Peace. Later.